Turn in your Bibles this morning. Amen. To Psalms chapter 127. I'm sorry. Proverbs. Proverbs 22, 6. We'll go there later. Okay, y'all ready? Here we go. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number 6. Let's read it. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Amen? Oh, speaking of kids, thank you. Where's all my kids? Pre-K through fifth grade. It's kids church time. Come on, give our kids a hand clap. We love our babies. All right. They're going to the circus under the big top. They're talking about all the things of God under the big top. And so they're having a great time in kids' church. Thank you. I get sidetracked and forget what I'm doing sometimes. Children are a blessing. Somebody say it with me. Children are a blessing. You know, I I laughed. I said earlier until they become teenagers. Isn't it funny how the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he won't depart from it. But he didn't say nothing about those teenage years. It's just, it was just silent. The Lord like, what's going on? The Lord said, you got to figure that out all by yourself. You got, oh, but listen, we have plenty of example, don't we? We know what to do. Children, listen, we're, we're, this is the love month. We started February, the love month. We talked about loving others. We've talked about loving our spouse. And now, out of loving our spouse comes children. Children are created out of a love relationship. Children are a combination of mother and father. And so they're a mixture of DNAs. They're a mixture of both of you creating a life. It's, it's, it's a miracle how God figured out how to take the DNA of two people and put it together and create a new life. That's a, that's a, that's a miracle. Yet God has so fine-tuned it, amen, that we see as we hold a baby in our arms, they're a perfect little human. Yet, they know nothing. They're helpless, totally, completely dependent upon the parent for everything. They'll reach an age to where they are independent and they don't think they need you for anything. It's amazing how they get to that point. But they still come back and want to borrow money. If you don't need me for anything, why do you need my money? They'll get to the place they make their own money. You know, and our kids, they're, they're, they're growing up and they're getting out of the house. And, you know, Amy's still paying bills. I get, we get bills in the mail for Jacob. Jacob's 26 years old. And I tell Jacob, Amy, take that to him. Oh, well, we, we'll just pay it. I'm a, take the bill to the boy. Let him pay his own bills. He's got it easy because he thinks it's cheap. It's because you're paying his bills. He's buying a house and he's fixing to move out. And he's fixing to find out. Toilet paper don't just come with the house. (laughs) Food doesn't just automatically appear on shelves. Somebody has to buy that. And so they'll figure that out. But between the time that you have them and that time, you are responsible. God has entrusted you as a parent. He has taken this gift and He has given it to you for you to raise. And don't you want to do a good job? So, oh, with the theme of uh, train up a child, I-, I want to say a big thank you to Miss Amy. She did all my artwork. So we're going to train up a child. So first of all, we're going to start with the engine. Parent, you are the engine that pulls your family. Fathers, you are the engine. We talked yesterday, we had a a fantastic men's breakfast at IHOP. We had 19 guys there. 
And uh, we had a good time of fellowship and laughs. And we talked about being an anchor. That fathers, we're the anchor that anchors our family and our children. I mean, we don't want our kids, in fact, just drifting. We want them to be steadfast. And so we want to be an anchor. But parents, you are the engine that pulls the train. You are the, what does this say? Lead. You are supposed to lead your family. Parents, lead your family. How many has ever seen a train where the car was in front of the engine? Never seen one. But I see a lot of families where the kid is leading the train. Why weren't you at church today? Well, little Johnny didn't want to come. Well, why does little Johnny have a choice? Who's leading this train? Talk to our friends sometimes. You want, hey, y'all want to go out to eat? Yeah, where do you want to go? Hey, you, you want to go over here? No, we have to go to McDonald's. Why? Because little Susie wants to go to McDonald's. Who's leading this train? Come on, parents. You are the leader. Now, is it okay to go to McDonald's sometimes? Absolutely. Take them, let them play to their heart's content. But listen, you know, I don't have to go there every day. I, sometimes, parent, you have to lead. It's not always easy to lead. You know why? You got a bunch of dead weight behind you. It's not easy. I mean, you, we like to just jump up and go. But when you're the engine... You've got to rev up a whole lot harder. You've got to pull a whole lot harder and longer to get the train moving. Now, once you get the train moving, you can kind of level out and you can coast. How many has ever seen a train with two engines? Have you seen it? Yeah, a lot of times. How many, have you ever seen the ones that have one turn this way and one turn the other way? Yeah. It happens all the time. You see trains going both ways. And uh, here, here's the deal. Uh, they, they can remotely connect them. And uh, whatever, the, the, train, the, the, the engine in the back, it is, it, it, it's, it's co- controlled by the engine in the front. And it can pull backward just like it can pull forward. And uh, what happens is when you have two, it makes less work on each one. When you have a mom and a dad, we're going to talk just a moment about single families. We have that so much. But right now, let's just talk about the perfect case scenario, the way God wanted it, is a father and a mother. And you come together, and out of your love, you create a child. And then you're both working. You're both pulling. You're both teaching. You're both training. And it makes it easier on both of you. But let me ask you, what would happen if this engine turned this way was pulling forward that way, and this one was pulling this way. What do you think would happen? They would both be wasting a lot of energy and using up a lot of fuel and not making any progress. That's what happens when you and your spouse are not on the same team, when y'all are not on the same page, when you're not... Uh, together with education. You're not together with, with teaching. You're not together with discipline. You're not together. Listen, you've got to be on the same page. Kids are smart. They know how to play you. They'll go to daddy. Daddy. Can, listen, I, would, I, would, I, I knew it. I knew how to do it. I would watch. My mama would leave. She would go shopping. She would whatever, you know. And I would watch and see that car. I'd watch those taillights go out the driveway. And as soon as they got out of sight, I would run in there to daddy. Daddy, can, can, can I ride my bicycle? You know, we, we'll just stay right here. Oh, yeah, it'll be fine. You know, that's back in the 80s. You could do that kind of thing. I'd be all over this neighborhood. But you know what? When mama got home and found out I was gone... Here, she'd she come look in the neighborhood for me, and I'd see your car coming. Time to come home. I knew how, I, I knew how to, you know, you'll go to, you know. Daddy was stickler for school, but Mama, not so much. And so I would sneak to her side of the bed early in the morning. Mama, I don't feel good. I don't want to go to school. Daddy'd hear me, pop up. Boy, you better go get ready for school. Oh, man. 
I knew because, listen, and, and, and they were wonderful parents. And we'll talk about that. I mean, you, you got to have a good example. Of, but I still, I knew, how to, I knew how to manipulate. Kids know how to manipulate and play. Parents, you need to be, get in the same engine, get on the same page, get pulling in the same direction. Amen. If mama says it, it goes. If daddy says it, it goes. Back one another up. Don't let them play you. I'm preaching better than y'all are saying amen. All right. Come on. We've got we, we to lead. Listen, we've got to take this down here. Train's going the wrong way. Now, as we're leading, there's some things that God has called us to do. And one of those things, I mean, we've got to teach and we've got to educate. You've got to teach your Train up your child in the way they should go. Now, do kids know which way they need to go? Does Juliet know what she needs to do in her life? She doesn't have a clue. I want to talk something about something very specific. I was so hoping uh, Brother Corey would be here today, but his mom is the one that's sick, and uh, so they're probably with them. Uh, he's an engineer, and he is, he's been working on trains for years, and uh, he used to walk the train. He would, used to talk to me. Brother Joe also signs, uh, works on the train, and that, they would have to walk for miles that train and check all these couplers right here. Because here's the deal. If your coupler gets weak, you lose the whole train. Come on, parents. Don't lose your hold on your kids. You, st- you keep a hold of them. You keep, you, you know, this, this, this connection right here, I mean, it's made by God. It's made through the Word of God. It's made on your knees in prayer. It's made through love. It's made through all of these things. I mean, we've got to keep a strong hold. Listen, the world's after them. I mean, the people in the, the music industry's after them. Hollywood, everybody, I mean, is trying to get a hold of them. But you've got to keep a hold of your kids. Especially when you're in Walmart. <laughs> Anybody ever seen kids go wild? In, they could make a whole series on that. Kids gone wild in Walmart. Man. So you've got to keep connected. But then we've got to educate. Train up a child. Amen? In the way they should go. Let me, go, let me, let me just run back real here that quickly. I missed a point. I said earlier, sometimes in the home... It's just a single engine. It's just, it's just a mom or it's just a dad. And you have to do the job for both parents. And that's hard. And I, I commend you for, for doing that. Listen, you can do it. You pray. Listen, if you, want, if you want somebody to come along, God will send you somebody. You pray. You do what's right. You be in the right place. And God will send you some, somebody along to get in your engine with you and help you if that's what you want. I'm not going to be praying for no husbands or wives unless you want me to. <laughs> But it's, it's easier, but I, tell, I commend you guys that are raising kids on your own and having to be mama and daddy and have to be tough disciplinarian and the one to, to soothe the cuts and bruises and you're having to play both roles and that's hard. But you know what? You can do it. You keep praying. You keep chugging along. You keep stoking the fire. You keep doing what's right and... God will bless you. You keep holding on to your kids. Don't let go. And you begin to teach them right from wrong. Let's talk about education. This, don't, my, my wife's a school teacher. She taught school for years, math. and uh, Don't leave all education to the school. You, you, you cannot expect them to teach your kids everything they need to know. I tell you, uh, Val uh, Poole is just a, a great example uh, of a good mom. And uh, you say, how do you know that, Pastor? Facebook. How do you think? That's how I know everything about y'all. You you can't keep your business off Facebook, so I know it. Uh, but 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 that's what you know. What I've seen her. I mean, here her kids are just just little bitty and not even in school yet. Oh, but they probably know a lot. Some of them know more than kindergarten or first graders. Because she's got them in there. She's, got them, she's teaching them the numbers. And she's teaching them the alphabet. And she's teaching them the colors. And they're singing. And they're learning scriptures. And I mean, it's just this constant thing. You don't... When you say, when do I start? The moment they're born. Really? About nine months before they come out. You start telling them, you're going to be a good kid. You're going to mind, mama. 
you're going you're gonna to be obedient. You're going to obey. And you, you start talking to them. And they know that voice. They know that voice. You start teaching them. You put education. What, basic education. Come on, teach your kids. Kids learn through repetition and consistency. Okay? Uh, Alexander. I've been, been take, taking care of him every Sunday during while they practice worship. And so he'll sit, he plays a little bit, and then I'll pick him up, and he'll sit in my lap. And I'm on my iPad doing the stuff, and he's, he'll sit right there. Because we've been doing that every Sunday for most of his life. Then we go around and we turn the lights on. Gideon used to help me do that. Still helps me turn them off sometimes. But he'll go with me, and, and we'll go around, and I mash the remote and turn those little LED lights on. And when I do, I bounce him, and I go, boom. He's not quite even talking yet, but now when we go around, he points and goes, boom. Well, today, this one over here, that middle one's broke. I'm going to have to buy a new one. And we went boom, and it didn't boom. And then we came over here and sat down, and he kept pointing over there. Uh, uh, boom. He didn't like it because that wasn't working. He... He knew something wasn't right. Listen, kids, they learn by repetition and consistency. You teach them, you tell them, you show them the right thing over and over and over, and they just do it. But you can't do something once or twice and expect them to it become a habit in their life. Amen? You've got to teach them safety. Hot's hot, cold's cold, the street's bad. <laughs> I mean, you you, you got to teach them. Why? Because you don't want them to get hurt. And you reinforce, you, you begin to tell them. Uh, how many's ever changed a baby's diaper? They can get all kind of crazy on you. And that's the time you start. They start kicking over, just hold, hold it, hold it down. no. No. As they get older. Listen, you don't want them 13 laying on the floor kicking their feet screaming. You don't start when telling them no when they're that age. There's some kids that's never heard the word no. It's okay to say no. It's okay. It's okay. To say no sometimes. You got to teach them safety. Teach them what's right and wrong. You got to give them biblical instruction. Listen, the only thing they know about God is what they see in you. You're showing them God. You're showing, you're, you're teaching your child silently everything you do, you're teaching them. I can't get on to my 22 year old daughter for driving like she does. Because she drives exactly like her daddy. And you know the thing is, you get, but it gives you opportunity to do daughter and father activities like defensive driving together. (laughs) We bonded (laughs) over that. You see, she just watched, and now she goes zippity zoop. We teach our kids biblical principles and who God is, and we teach them right for wrong. And did you know okay, it's still okay to teach your kids the Ten Commandments? You see, when they get to the school, they can't learn it anymore. Used to, the Bible was the only one of the only textbooks. Everything they got was out of there, and then they started adding everything else, and then they took that away, and we wonder why. We have the problems we have in the schools today. Because no longer can we teach them not to kill, not to steal, not to swear, not to cheat, not to lie. 
We can't, and so that, that your, your job as a parent to teach them God's principles and to instill with them a love for God, a love for God's word, a love for God's house, a love for God's people. And you, because they're going to get a lot of other education, a lot of things, but I'm telling you, you, you get that in them when they're young and it'll stick with them. They're watching you. You're teaching your son, Elias. You're teaching Alexander how to be a husband without ever saying a word. He's going to treat his wife the way he saw his father treat his mother. Mothers, you're teaching your daughters how to be a good wife by the way you treat your husband. See, you can tell them to honor and to to do all these things, but they're going to do... See, you've heard the old saying, don't do as I do, do as I say. That don't work. They're going to do what you do. They, parent, kids want to be just like mom and dad. And so we got to make sure that what we're teaching them about one another, what we're teaching them about life and how we treat people and how we treat authority and how we treat other races and how we treat authority and all that. They're, they're watching and they're learning. They're taking their cues from us. And don't we want to teach them the right thing? Amen? Psalms 127.3 says, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hand. How joyful is the man who have his, has his quiver full. Brother Johnny always says a quiver was five and he had five kids. His quiver was full. But here, let, let's talk for just a moment. Children are like Arrows in the hands of a warrior. Train up a child in the way he should go. A kid don't know how to go. An arrow does not know how to go. It's the warrior that points the arrow. It's the warrior that puts the child, the arrow, in the bow. It's the warrior that draws them back. But it's the warrior who points them. And then, at the right time, he releases. And the arrow hits its mark. Come on, parents. Don't, don't, don't do like uh, my son and my nephew used to do. Go out in the field and take and shoot an arrow up in the ground, up in the air. And then run away from where it was coming down. I did not teach him that. That came from his mama. No, no. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Miss Amy used to say all the time, she said, I'm reaping what you sowed. Because she says she never did anything wrong. But I don't know. I did plenty. So when you put, we put our children in the bow and we pull them back and we, we point them. You know, it amazes me how many likes the Olympics. You watch those kids in every sport and they stand there and they get that gold medal and everybody talks about how wonderful they are. But I'm thinking the real hero is the mom and dad. They're the ones who spent a fortune. They're the ones who got up early and took them to practice and took them to practice late. They're the ones that had to drive them back and forth all the, all the competitions. They're the one that pointed. They saw potential. They saw, they tried a lot of stuff and they saw what a kid was good at. Train up a child in the way he should go. One of those things, it, taught, it has the connotation of this tree that's planted by a river. This tree uh, pointed toward the water is really flexible. Literally, you can almost bend it double and it'll pop right back. But if you try to bend it the other way, it'll snap. Listen, you've got to find what your children are good at. You've got to find what their natural abilities are, what their mind, their, their physical, all that. And then you, you, then you push them in the right direction. You lead them. But stop trying to push your kids to fulfill your dreams. Huh? You wanted them to be a singer because you never could. And they can't either. <laughs> you see some of these, you see sometimes these kids or these people on these singing shows and everything. And you're like, 
why didn't somebody tell them before they went on TV that they couldn't sing? I don't know. But you know what? You find what a child's good at, and you point them in that area. I, I got to hurry, guys. I, I'm going too slow. So let, let's, we, we're, we're teaching our kids. We're educating our kids. And we're teaching them all the right from wrongs. We're teaching them basic uh, math and arithmetic and safety and all that stuff. And then this is what's missing right here in a lot of education. Teach your kids manners. It's still proper... To say please and thank you. It's still, and you're welcome. And thank you for that. Rachel uh, plays basketball for Cumberland, and uh, she went over to some teammates' uh, houses, and uh, one of the mothers asked her something, and she said, Yes, ma'am. And the lady said, Oh, don't call me ma'am. That, that makes me feel old. Whatever. She said, uh, No, ma'am. My father. Makes me say, yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. It didn't start when she hit 16, 17, 12, 10. It started when they're little bitty. Fathers, when when their mother calls them by name, and they go, what? Don't make the mother correct them. You need to go say, sweetheart. That's your mother. That's my wife. You're going to respect her. You say, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. Same way. If they, if they say it to their daddy. I mean, we, 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 we correct them ourselves. But it's good if the other parent will say, look, you're going to respect your father. We're, we're, gonna, we're, we're not going to. But here's the deal. If you don't respect them, you say, why, why in the world? How in the, why does my kid talk to me like that? Well, maybe... That's how the spouse talks to you. Vice versa. You can't teach them to expect them to speak with respect and not raise their voice if you raise your voice at them. Don't scream at your kids. If you have to raise your voice, you've already lost your authority. Saying it loud doesn't make it any better. Now, have we all done it? Yeah. We have. But we got to look back because we get frustrated. And, and, and when, we, when we act out of frustration, it doesn't help. And so we, we've got to, there, there's times you've got to say stuff strong. And Amy says she'll use her teacher voice. It's okay to be stern, but, but it, it doesn't, you just can't get out of, out of you know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, we got to teach our kids respect for authority. We got to teach them that it's okay. I mean, listen, when Nathan wants to be a police officer. So every time they see a policeman, uh, Marcelo will take him over and they'll talk to him and he'll shake their hand and he tells them, hey, they want to, he wants to be a police officer. You, you teach them respect for authority. You teach them that the firefighters and the police, all these, they're, they're out there to protect us and to serve us. And we're not afraid of them. We respect them. They're there to protect us. You teach them, this is, this is not in my notes, I'm just adding it. You teach them that their pastor loves them. That their pastor only has their best interest at heart. That if I say, if I'm preaching and I say something hard when I'm talking to teenagers, I mean, I'm saying it because I love them, not because I hate them. And you need to go home and say, hey, what'd you think about that? Pastor's kind of hard on me today. It's because he loves you. It's because he wants to see you do the right thing. He wants to see you prosper. Come on, teach your kids to honor their father and their mother. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. And we never outgrow this. I'm 51 years old, and if my mom and daddy were alive today, and I did something my mama didn't like, and my mama said, bend over, I would bend over. And I would take my spanking and say, thank you, ma'am. Because I respected them. Because I knew they loved me. And I knew any time they, whatever they did was out of a great love for me. And out of that honor, you never get too old to honor. Now, you do get too old to obey. I used to, I used to tell my mama that, and I'll tell you why. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. One of the only scriptures with a promise. Honor your father and mother. 
Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord God has given you. Young people, that's a promise. If you will honor your father and mother. Now, as long as you're living in their house, you do what they say. It's their rules. It's their house. They're paying the bills. You, you obey. Now, when you get older, mama used to hate me riding a motorcycle. And I would tell her, mama, I, I know you don't like it, but I love it. And so I'm going to be very careful. I'm going to pray. I, I, I'm going to do what I can. But I, I'm, I'm not going to let your fears stop me from doing something I love. I honored her, even though I kind of disobeyed her. Y'all understand the difference? I'm a grown adult. You know. And so, but, but, so, but I still honor her. I still respected her. But I didn't always, you know. She'd she, she, she like to be a homebody and stay, and I like to go. And she liked to go too some, but uh, as she got older. So, we'll, so, we, so honor. Hold, don't, hold, Father, you're teaching your sons. How, how do they, does he hold the door open for your wife? Do they see you go, go and hold the door open for a lady that goes in? Do you know, I was talking to a guy on an airplane from another country, and we were talking about that. And he's like, oh, no. In our country, we, we fight to see who can get to the door first. <laughs> I, I said, no. I said, here in America, especially in Texas, I mean, for, for men, we hold doors open for ladies, and we, we respect and honor. And I understood in their country, <laughs> women are not very honored. And so, but I, I, I let him know, we, we honor our ladies here. So teach, teach your sons that. Uh, I could talk a lot more on that, but let's just jump to this next one. The last one's short. This one will just be a few minutes. I'm going to stick this right here, and then I'll slide it over. What's this say? That's not fun, is it? Did you know discipline is more trouble on the parent than it is the child? Mama used to say, this is going to hurt me more than you. And I'd be like, okay, well, give me the switch then. But then when you're grown and, and, and when you have children and, and, and you have to correct them, all of a sudden you realize it does hurt your heart. You don't want to. You don't want to discipline your child. As my son got to be a teenager and had a car and uh, he did something he shouldn't have done and we took his car from him. Who was that hard on? Me. Amy. We had to take him to school, pick him up, take him to practice soccer. Break. It was me. felt like I was being punished. Discipline is hard, but you have to do it because they have to learn there's consequences. Here's what you teach. My love is unconditional. My blessings are not. You see, that's how God operates. God's love is unconditional. He loves you no matter what. But his blessings are very conditional. He says in his word, if you do this, I'll do this. If, if you honor, then I'll, I'll bless. If, if you do this, I'll do it. And there, there, there's conditions. Listen, a kid needs to know if you clean your room. See, here's how we do. If you clean your room, I'll get you an ice cream. And then they don't clean the room. You're not going to have an ice cream. <laughs> okay, you can have an ice cream. You just taught them... You can disobey me, and I'll still give you the reward. And guess what? They're 20 years old, and they quit every job they've had since they were 16 because when they wanted something, and they wanted a raise, and they didn't deserve it, they wanted a promotion, they didn't deserve it, and so they quit. And so they quit, 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 quit because they think somebody should give them something without them having to work for it. When did that start? When they were little bitty, and you gave in. When you said something and you didn't stick to it. Now, pick your battles, parent. Everything can't be a battle. You can't say no to everything. You need to have, there should be more praise than correction. For every one negative thing you say, it takes nine positive things to counteract that here's the thing 
If you constantly and consistently praise your children for doing the right thing, when they do the wrong thing, correcting them won't be that traumatic to them. It's when you just let them go, and then all of a sudden they do this and you don't deal with it. They do that, you don't deal with it. They do this, you don't deal with it. And then they do this, and you lose your ever-loving mind. Because they done got on your last nerve. And you blow up. And the child's like, Whoa, what'd I do? And they're freaked out. They're traumatized. You've lost your cool. Now you've sinned. Because you get, the Bible says be angry and sin not. So listen, we, we, can, we can see things that are wrong, but we don't have to react wrong. So, Discipline. It take, did you know what? This word, discipline, it's the same for us adults as, as a Christian to be a disciple. To be a disciple, Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. It's not easy taking up your cross. It's not easy denying yourself what you want to do. You see, that's what you're teaching your child when you're disciplining them is you just can't do everything you feel like doing. There's right and there's wrong. But I want to stick a knife in that electric socket. Well, let little Johnny do it. He really wants to. No, you don't let him because you know it'll kill him. And you'll do whatever it takes to get him not to do it. You can't just let kids do anything they want to do. What is, what is discipline? It's control. That's gained by requiring rules. It's a way of behaving that shows a willingness to obey. It's behavior that is judged by how well it follows a set of rules. It's punishment. It's instruction. It's a field of study. It's training that corrects. See, see, when we talk about discipline, we're not just talking about grabbing a switch and spanking somebody. We'll get to that in a minute. That's okay, too. But that's not what it's all about. That's not what you do all the time. It is a training that corrects. It molds. It perfects the mental faculties and the moral character. It's control gained by enforcing obedience and order. It's orderly or prescribed conduct. That's a pattern of behavior. See, there's a lot of kids. Their only problem is they're just out of control. Is because they've never had a pattern of Behavior. It's self-control. It's a rule or system for governing. You see, we discipline our children for the same reason God disciplines us. Because we love them. Not because we're mad. Not because we're angry. Not because they disappointed us. Not because they, they, we told them to do something we didn't want to do. And then they didn't want to do it either. Now, we got, now we're mad at them. We, 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 we got to get our priorities right we don't abuse our children we know the difference in discipline and abuse we don't abuse children we don't abandon children we don't traumatize we don't make angry we don't belittle we don't cause low self-esteem listen you need to give your children praise (laughs) i'll give you a little example i know i'm using elias a lot today but since we dedicated juliet we're going to use you since my brother's not here he always tells me why do you always use me in your sermons We had, to, we had to get on to Elias last Sunday, especially all the ladies sitting around because we were looking at her. They were holding her, and they took her little socks off, and she's got these long, skinny toes like his. And he said, she's got ugly toes. All the ladies, don't say that. Don't ever say that. You'll give her a complex. I mean, she'll grow up. She'll hear that. And all of a sudden, she won't want to wear closed-toed, open-toed shoes. No flip-flops. She'll be always hiding her toes. Because daddy said my toes are ugly. Well, there's a truth to that. People get their, they, they get their self-worth from us. Our children, they grow up thinking they're either good or bad, worthy or unworthy, based off what we project onto them. You should never tell a child they got ugly toes. 
or they're short or fat or too tall or too this or wrong this or wrong that one. No, listen, do nothing but praise them. Tell them what the Bible says about them. They are fearfully and wonderfully made. They are unique. There's nobody else like them. They are beautiful. When you drop them off in the morning for school, tell them all the way there. You're the most beautiful there. You're the smartest there. You're the best behaved there. And you have a daddy or a mama that loves you more than anybody else there. Every day of their life, they need to hear you love them and they need to see your actions backing it up. There's children that go through life and they've never been told they, they love them. Give more praise. I already said that. More praise than correction. But don't be afraid to discipline if necessary. Now, every kid is different. Some kids... Now, my kids learned... What my finger snap was, but it took a while of training. But after times, a snap and a pop, and a snap and a pop, pretty soon, snap, the behavior stopped. We didn't have to have a pop. Training. I've trained our dog. My, not my dog, my son's dog. Amy has trained... Josie. Josie, I've trained Josie to be wild, crazy, and bite me all over. And that's exactly what she does. I say skin up and scarred up and bloody and bit up because she just thinks I'm her chew toy. Amy, when she was little bitty, she did that one time. She grabbed a piece of rolled up paper, popped her nose, and now then, she's never had to get the paper again. All she says, you want me to get my paper? And Josie's tail goes down, her head goes down, and she's, she stops whatever she was doing. She knows mama don't play that. Well, you see, we both trained her, taught her different things, and so... She never bites her. She never does that to her. And if she is doing something... Now, if you're just getting stuff, paper out of a package, and she hears it crinkle, she... She cowers down. It's just tissue paper. It can't hurt. So it's not... Listen, it's not about... When, you, when we're talking about discipline or, you know, a, a little switch and a little sting in a leg or a little pop. When, when kids are a little bitty, a tap. It's not a hurt. It, see, it, you reinforce things. They're reaching for the stove. You take their hand. Hot. No, no. That don't hurt. No, no. As they get older, the pop gets a little harder. Until finally, they go, I, 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 don't, I don't like pop, pop. That's hot. That hurts. I'm not going to touch that. Haley, one day, we told her, the curl and I, her, no, hot, don't touch. She ran in the bathroom. She grabbed it and turned to run out the door. And as she did, she took and laid it across her hand. Instantly, the whole back of her hand swelled up. And today, she has a scar right there. No, no longer did Daddy ever have to say, Hot, no, no. But that's not the way I wanted her to learn. I didn't want her to be scarred for life. I'd rather have caught her before. I had rather had reinforced that discipline. I'd rather gave her a few more pops and kept her from being scarred the rest of her life. The only reason we discipline our children is because we love them and we don't want them to suffer later. Amen? So, stop listening to people that, that you know, don't, don't do this with, don't do this with children. Look at their children. Their children are out of control. Don't listen to people who have kids that are out of control about discipline. Don't listen to social media. Why don't we listen? Listen to the Word of God. What does the Word of God say? I'm going to read you a few scriptures and we're, we're almost done. Proverbs 13, 24. He that spareth his rod hateth his son. But he that loveth him 
chasteneth him or correct him. Proverbs twenty two fifteen. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. My mama believed in that. She drove the foolishness right out of me lots of times. She caught me when I was a teenager. She caught me at the fair with a big old dip of Copenhagen in my lip. Time she got through with me, to this day, I can smell it across the room and it'll turn my stomach. She beat the habit out of me before I even had one. I tell my friend too, my friend that was with me, he still dips. I told him, my mama should have whipped you too. <laughs> Saved you a lot of money and a lot of health problems. Proverbs twenty three thirteen. Withhold not correction from the child. For if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. Now, when King James says beat a child, we already said it. We know the difference in abuse or discipline in love. Do y'all know the difference? If you don't, come see me, but I'll tell you. Because we, we, we love our children. We don't, we're not out to hurt them. Proverbs 29, 15. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. If you don't discipline your kids, you're going to be embarrassed of them. You're not going to want to take them nowhere because they'll embarrass you. I embarrass my mama lots of times, I'm sure. She made a lot of trips to the school, to the principal's office with me. Lord, rest her soul. Let me talk to you kids for just a second. Proverbs 4.1 Hear, children, the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. Kids, listen, your parents love you. They're, listen, there's no perfect parent. All parents have made mistakes. But I promise you, kids, you're going to learn the same lesson that your parents are learning right now. You reap what you sow. Huh? Some of your parents, oh, why is my kid a little hellion? Because you were a little hellion, that's why. The Bible says you reap what you sow. Listen, if you're disobedient, if you're rude, if you're, it's going to come back on you, and then you're going to be like, oh my goodness, what did I do? I wish I'd have respected my mama more. I wish I'd have been obedient to my father more. Now, they don't have to be that way. Even though we made mistakes, we repent and we do better and we teach them better and show them better and they will make mistakes. Kids will make mistakes. Okay, y'all stop saying amen so I'm quitting. Here we go. And if you can make it through your children, here's what the Bible says about grandkids. Proverbs seventeen six. Children's children are the crown of old men. And the glory of children are their fathers. They say grandchildren are the reward for not killing your own kids. Yeah. Are y'all ready for the caboose? Y'all been waiting on the caboose since I started, haven't you? We go to the floor. Let me put this right here. I should, we, I should have thought this out better. I don't have enough room. Look here. Here's a caboose. When you train in kids, everything we do, you cannot lead without loving. You cannot teach without loving. You cannot teach your manners without loving. You cannot discipline them Without loving. Listen, I never, every spanking I got, it never, it, it, it never traumatized me, it never bothered me. Because I knew my mama loved me so much. You know why? Because she stood there and she stayed there and told me. I never remember getting spanked and sent to my room. To brew and to plot my revenge. No. Mama stayed there and got me through all those emotions. And if I didn't get through it, she would say, it seems like you need a few more licks. <laughs> she worked me through them. 
And every now and then, Daddy didn't spank us all that much. But when he did, he started from the last time he stopped and worked his way all the way up till then. So you didn't, you didn't want one from Daddy. If Mom ever said, wait till your Daddy gets home, oh, Lord. Daddy was, he was, he was tough, but he was the greatest father. I love him. He taught me so much. Here's why, me personally, why I never worried, why spankings never bothered me. First of all, I knew I deserved every one I got. And I also knew for everything I got caught for and got a whipping, I'd done ten other things that I got away with. See, I, I didn't want them to know that. But I knew it. And the Lord knew it. And so, you know, he was trying to correct me. Thank God it finally worked. Love. Love covers a multitude of sins. Listen, you need to be your child's greatest cheerleader. You need fathers, you need to be in the stands when your kid's playing any sport, and they need to hear you from the field. Not like I hear a lot of these parents. Screaming at the coaches, yelling at the refs. Getting on to them. Listen, they need to hear you cheering and rooting. You should be hollering for them just as much when they're sitting on the bench as if they're playing on the field. You should tell them how proud you are of them. You need to tell them how much you love them and show it. Everything you do with your kids, I promise you, if you will lead them in the right direction, if they'll know, I'm hooked up to mama and daddy. Mom and daddy are going the right direction. And if I'll just get hooked up and for, go along for the ride, they will take me in the right direction. They'll have no fo- problem following. It's when they don't know where you're going. It's when you're going this way and that way and you have no direction. And they're like, I don't want to be hooked to that. And you can't blame them. And so they, they get unhooked as soon as they can and they get off on their own. But if they know you're going the right direction, they'll stay hooked to you. Love them. Cheer for them. Pray for them. Oh, listen, there was a lot of years I didn't do right. And the worst thing was never the spankings. You know the worst thing? You know what that hurt me the worst? When I was running from God, I didn't want to be a preacher. I knew I was called to preach. That's the last thing I wanted to do. And Mama never, they never told me I was going to be a preacher, never said anything about it, never pushed me that direction. They just let God do his own thing. But when I was being a little rebellious, I was bad kid. If God can work with me, listen, your kids have hope too. What hurt me the worst It's when I would be in my bed at night and I would hear mama praying. And I knew she's praying for me. And oh, my heart was so convicted and uh, please don't pray for me. Because I knew knew mama taught me God answers prayers. And I knew she was praying for me. And I knew God would get a hold of me sooner or later. And that's not what I wanted. I wanted to do my own thing. And oh, it just, uh. Oh, but can I tell you? Can I tell you about the night that the devil showed up in my room? A demonic force, so I saw him, and he pinned me to my bed and laid face to face. Can I tell you the moment that that thing left? Can I tell you where I went? I went running to mama. And you know what I said? Mama, pray. And mama came in my room and mama prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. And that devil didn't come back no more. Listen, your child may be acting like the devil, but when he sees the devil, it'll scare the devil out of him. I don't know if mama prayed the devil would show up or not, but it worked. Scared me to death. I didn't want no part of that. I wanted Jesus because mama taught me about Jesus, that he loved me. He had a plan for my life. And she didn't just teach me, she showed me. Amen? Amen.